All right, guys, welcome to the Market Podcast. On this podcast, we come together to explore the lives of the leading entrepreneurs in all marketplaces. Today, we have the honor of having Mr. Ian Pruckner on as our special guest. How are you doing today, Ian? What's up, Ross? I'm doing fantastic. It's an honor to be here with you. Heck yeah, man. Episode. For sure, man. It's probably going to be the best yet. No, I can't say that, right? <laughs> all my other guys. 100% it's going to be the best yet. I don't even know who you had. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's right. That's the attitude. And that's what I love about you, man. So Ian, a little bit about you, and I want you to fill in anything that you think I might've missed, but you went from basically being, you know, playing guitar at your church to becoming a multimillionaire from helping change tons of people's lives. Okay. Um, you've done everything from write this awesome book, the byproduct, uh, which man, I got to tell you, I've just started digging in again and I'm blown away. You know, it's, it's great. Um, you've also built a massive following uh, via social media um, and as well as your mastery classes, workshops. And uh, ultimately, man, I got to tell you, you know, I'm really close to John Cooper and I know Shane and Melissa. Uh, you have just changed people's lives from not only financially, but you do it spiritually, emotionally, physically. I mean, you, you touch on every aspect in your, uh, you know, your training. So um, kudos to you, man. Is there anything else that you'd want people to know that you do um, other than just, I mean, that's a lot, right? <laughs> that is a, that's a pretty exhaustive list. Yeah. No, I, I just try to get up every day and be my best. That's all I've done for 15 years. You know what I yeah. mean? I yeah. don't overthink things. I do what I can with what I have. And I'm a firm believer that your gifts will make room for you That's if right. you are faithful to steward the little that you have in the beginning, right? He was faithful with little, will be made ruler over much. And the little bit of success we've had is, is just that, it's consistency. I've never been the best yeah. at anything, but just getting up every day and trying to be the best that I'm capable of being with what I have to, to do that with, you know? For sure. And, you know, I, I, I will, uh, you know, jump on that and say you line up with that. Right. I mean, every day you wake up, you do your social media, you know, and I, I hear you in my, my head every day. Now, you always say, as we get better, things get better. Right. And uh, it's like you're rattling in my head cage because your consistency. Another thing that you, you, you did that, you know, kind of, you know, took me by surprise when I first met, you know, John Cooper and the thing that you guys were doing years and years ago, you guys met every Tuesday and Friday night every Tuesday was right. Those were the nights, right? Tuesday and Friday night. Yeah. And like, it would be so consistent. It, it didn't matter what Friday night, every single night you were there. So when people see you here, I'm like, man, I already knew that guy was going there because I mean, you were doing good in the little to receive the big, right? right. And that, that's the key. Everybody's waiting for the breakthrough, but we don't get breakthroughs. We make breakthroughs, right? And Amen. we make them by putting together a series of small wins and the bigger wins. And so, yeah, for, for 15 years, Ross, every a lot of time. Friday, I was out of training, duplicating my knowledge, my skill set into the people who wanted to change their lives, right? And yeah. consistency is key. You just cannot over, over talk that. You cannot over communicate that. It's yeah. things. I love what, what uh, there's a pastor that I follow. He says, it's, he says that successful people do every day what mm -hmm. unsuccessful people do sometimes. Wow. And that has just, oh, that's like my life's wow. right there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's doing every day what most people do when they feel like it, what most people do when it's convenient. It's, no, you do it every single day. Every day. I video every day. I've done a live video every single day for years, holidays, weekends, yeah. my birthday, when I feel like it, when I don't <laughs> feel like it, when I'm motivated, when I'm not motivated. That's right. Yeah, and that's the key. Right. Show up every day. And every single day. Anybody can do that. How yeah. Talent, Ross. Does it take to show up? Absolutely zero. You just you just gotta show up. 
Yes. No talent. Yeah. He's trying to learn what they don't know and aren't doing what they can with what they do know. Amen. Well, I got to tell you this. Okay. So I got to assume, you know, having seen a little bit of your story and, you know, obviously your success, it, it wasn't always like this for you, right? Like you had to have this coming to Jesus moment or, you know, where you woke up and said, you know what, man, I got to stop living like this. So, or, or, or you know, I got to change my life. What was it for you to get to this consistency level that started all this change? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's a question that most people need to be asking of any successful people, but don't. So it really was, there, there was a defining moment, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was also a continuum. Right, okay. like we're all on this sort of continuum of of habits and skill sets and and clarity about what we want. So, okay. yeah. So you know, seventeen years ago, I was thirty five pounds overweight. I was making twenty seven grand a year. I was unhappy. I didn't really have any skill sets to boast other than music. And you know, I just didn't like where I was. And eventually, you know, it's it's like the saying, right? When the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same, right? Mm. Stay the same. Okay. Mm. You hate losing enough to change, right? Then you'll change. And so I was tired of losing in my life. I was tired of not being where I wanted to be. And so slowly and surely that sort of started changing my mindset and my belief systems, my habits, Mm. and created that, that sort of uh, consistency over time. But there was one defining moment. I was working for a church. Like you talked about, I was a, a musician, and I was working for a church and I was just putting everything I could into it. I was doing all sorts of stuff that wasn't in my job description, just trying to put my best foot forward. And uh, I got called into my boss's office one day and I thought for sure he was going to give me this big pay raise. He'd seen all the stuff that I was doing, my commitment and my heart and got my pay by 10%. And uh, I'm really sorry to tell you this, the church is in a bad place. And I was like, whoa, this is going the wrong way. And I just kind of had a defining moment that, that, if a church wasn't going to take care of me, I had to learn how to take care of me. Wow. And so in that moment, I got like a wake-up call in life. It was mm. I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. I was emotionally upset by it, but it was fuel. It was, mm. fuel. It was like, you know what? I've got to get better. I've got to mm. learn some new skills. I've got to become more valuable in the marketplace so that I can take care of me. And I'm not depending on other people to take care of me. Mm, that's good. You know, and, and and so like you said, it was accumulation. So you had already known, hey, listen, I, I, I have a calling for more, right? And then that moment kind of set the stage for you then to explore options to say, hey, what other gifts and talents can I add? Right. Yeah. Um now did now tell me this, because for myself, I had one of those aha moments. I was in my apartment, it was about four years ago. I had $50 in my bank account, no electricity. I was so broke, Ian. I had to go out to my car, start it to charge my phone so that I could look for job listings, right? Um, But in that moment, it was so necessary. So I guess I'm asking you, you know, is it necessary for someone to go through that pain in order to have an aha moment? Or can you say, is there something that you can see in your life to mitigate even having to go down to that, you know, that low moment? That's a great question. And so the answer is no, you don't have to go to those sort of rock bottom moments. Now, a lot of success stories start at rock bottom moments because that rock bottom moment forces you to change. Mm. You either hate losing enough to change or you hate changing enough to lose. And when we hate changing enough to lose, sometimes the only way that we will make those changes is to lose. And that's what you're describing. Mm. That sort of rock. That's good. However, however, 
What I found is you don't need to have a rock bottom moment in order to get yourself to do what you need to do. You just need to have a lot of clarity about where you're going. You know, people always ask, how do you stay so accountable? All these things you do every day, nobody's holding you accountable to anything. Where does that come from? And my answer is my destiny is my accountability. Mm, I have a vision and a dream and a goal that will, will require nothing less than me showing up with my best effort every single day, day in and day out until that's, that's awesome. done. Until Let's that's go. Done. And so sometimes people, it, it, it's, it's the old adage. I talk about it in the book, the carrot and the stick. There mm -hmm. are people. There are carrot people. And those are people you put something out in front of them and they move, right? It's like the donkey, they chase the carrot everywhere they go. They get the movement because yep. they like that carrot. Yep. Then there are stick people. And you can probably guess, Ross, the stick person is boom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they move when they get a wallop, right? right. <laughs> so there's no right or wrong. Like some people watching this right now, they're probably like, man, I am definitely a stick person. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't have the greatest thing in front of me, but I ain't going to move till they come to repo my car. <laughs> right? And so stick yeah. person, carrot person, Ross, it, it doesn't matter. It just matters that you know what you are and how you're motivated. Mm. I've always been a carrot person, right? I know that I'm going to be at my best when I have a very clear, concise, and compelling vision of what I'm working to. Wow. And okay. I know why I'm working, right? It's like Viktor Frankl said, when you know why, mm -hmm. endure almost anyhow. Mm. And so most people are, are lacking in that clarity. They're not emotionally connected to that why. And so life's got to beat them up a little bit. And they For say, sure. I don't like that. I, things got to change. Either yeah. way is fine, right? Either way is fine. I prefer personally to not have to lose in order to win. Yes. That's, that'll save you all some some, some time, you know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So, it, and, and what I'm hearing too is also uh, a belief, right? So when you're in that stage of whether or not you're chasing the care or, or you don't want to go down to rock bottom or you're at a place of success and then you're trying to change as well, you know, whether you need the stick to, to, to kind of wake you up or to dangle the carrot in front of you, it all, it, it's a belief system, right? And I remember calling you um, vividly remember calling you because I was at this place in my life. I had called you for coaching, you know, um, and I was like, Hey man. And you're like, ah, you know, something that I'm, I'm, I'm getting into, but Ross, here's the parameters, you know, and I want you to focus on this. And you said this one statement to me and it changed, it really it radically changed my life. Cause I, I remember exactly where I was on the phone with you. I was outside in the cold and I had just like done my, you know, every goal I thought I ever wanted in my life. I hit Ian and I fell in this like depression. I was like, Oh my God. All the carrots I dangled in front of me, I got. What, what's next? And I remember I called you. I said, how do you go to the next level? And you said, Ross, you have a limited belief. And so my question is, is, okay, so let's say you do the carrot approach, right? Or you have the stick approach. What happens when you get to that place of, hey, I got the cars. I got the houses. I have the fulfillment. My family's taken care of. How do we expand more? And, you know, you said that to me. You did say to me, you need to change perspective and you need to realign your focus and goals. I did that. And as a result, right, I've been able to grow bigger. Uh, and, 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 and thank you for that, man. Thank you for that call. It, it means a lot. Um, and uh, you are changing people's lives, including mine. So I guess to short and sweet, um, how do you rechange your focus when you are on a full stomach? Yeah, that's a good question. Right. I always tell people, if you just ate Thanksgiving dinner, how hungry are you to go over some dominoes, right? <laughs> Not much. And so right. people are, so I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts here. Okay. Okay. One is this. Okay. I, I've got a little bottle of 
bubbly here. Love it. Can't see it. But if I had a clear bottle of water, mm-hmm. in your minds, I just want you to, to see that. And if I shifted that bottle of water to the left, Ross, what would happen to the water inside? It would move. It would move. Yeah. It would flat out. It'd be on an angle, right? And if I moved it the other way, what would happen to that water? It would move the other way. The other way, right? Okay, so that water, in science, that term is called equilibrium. That water is achieving equilibrium, which is its most normal natural state, which happens to be flat to the earth. So no matter what you do to the water, it's going to flatten out. Mm. And it's inanimate. It's not making that decision. It's just doing that. We as human beings have an equilibrium as well in our relationships, in our finances, in our capacity to achieve. So watch this. So let's say, for and money's an easy way to see this because it's quantifiable, but it's really in every area of our life. If you say we're used to living on $80,000 a year, your job page $80,000, your lifestyle is $80,000, your house, your car, your vacations, you, how you, uh, your, your recreation, it's all $80,000. And then you lost that job. There's probably some people on here watching that have lost a job before. Yes. I would be willing to say that very few, if any of them, are still living under the bridge having never recovered from that job loss, right? Mm. They put out, you know, like you said, you sat in that car and you were looking for for jobs, yeah. Right? You learned a new skill. You went back to school. You became an entrepreneur. Some people even pick up their families and move out of state away from all their support structures to get back to that 80 grand. That's Mm. equilibrium, right? And so a really helpful survival mechanism God put in our hearts, right, is if, if we have this and somebody takes it from us, we become infinitely creative to get that back. A hundred percent. Wonderful. Here's the problem with equilibrium. We get a million dollar opportunity. If we've got an $80,000 equilibrium, we will find a way to whittle that million dollars back down to 80. Mm. It's like lottery winners. Their yeah. thinking is 50 grand. They win 50 million. It's four, five, six years till they, that 50 wow. million is, is gone. Right? Does that make yeah. sense? It right. makes a thousand percent. A sports, yeah. a sports star. They know the game, but their mentality around money, wealth, achievement has not left that that person mm. work. And so they have money for a while and then it leaves them. Why? Because just like when we lost the job, we got real creative to figure out how to get it back. We will become equally as creative, unfortunately, through, through self-sabotage, right? We'll create relationship issues poor choices, we'll make bad financial decisions because our subconscious is trying to keep us where it thinks we're supposed to be. It doesn't understand more is better. Mm-hmm. It understands you told me 80. This is yeah. where I think I belong. And so now I have 500. This isn't good. I yeah. go back to 80. My job is 80, right? It's like if you lost 80 and went to zero, it's thinking I got to get back to 80. Yeah. See, how do you, how do you win on a full stomach? And the answer is you're only full based on your perspective and your current limitation in that equilibrium. Does that make sense? If you raise that equilibrium to a higher level of natural state, you will again be hungry. Does that make mm. sense? And so how do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, we could talk for hours on this. I actually recorded sure. a class about this book where I talk about how do you do those things? What do you do? Okay, but let me give you a, a, a three sort of idea Perfect. here that's going to help. I'm going to write these down too. There are three levels of motivation, okay, that people use to move themselves forward. The first is material motivation, and that's what you were talking about. How do you win, Ian, when you have the cars, you have the house, you have the awards, right? Those are all material 
they fall in that category, material motivation. And that's not necessarily saying materialism. I'm just saying, you know, shelter, food, transportation. Exactly. Yeah. The basics. Okay. Yeah. And so the problem with material motivation is that after you have that thing you desired, it no longer motivates you. You, mm -hmm. you wanted that house, you got the house, the house doesn't have any sort of motivation left behind it. So you've got to continuously raise that bar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just being aware that if you want to use that and that's fine, you're going to have to continuously be upping your game. One of the ways that I would do that, Ross, is I would go and I would walk through model homes, right? And I would just see all these homes. I would just dream. I'd say, what do I need to do to be able to live in a house like this? What would I, I'd drive you know, a car, a sports car that I wanted that I couldn't afford at the time. And I would figure I'd sit in that car and say, how much money do I need to be earning to be able to have this? And I would just have those experiences. What was I doing? Raising my equilibrium wow. little by little. That's right. That's awesome. Second step. For motivation and this is far more powerful than material motivation the okay. level of motivation is respect and recognition from peers and mentors okay? okay and so after you have the cars after you have the stuff after you're financially comfortable having the respect of the people you respect for mm -hmm. all champions they they want to they want to have their name mean something in That's their right country, in their sport it matters and so you can't just win once you can't just leave the house and fall off your A game. That would be a nightmare to a real champion because, yeah. because everybody in their industry say, look, he was soft, right? You got <laughs> Exactly. And he's done. You can't yeah. have And so respect and recognition is something that keeps you winning after you started winning because mm. you can't fall off your game. You got to wow. play the big boys. I'll never forget I had a mentor who taught me this by example one time. It's very unpleasant. But it motivated the heck out of me. So, so, so in my uh, first business, I still run, okay, um, I, I was newer in the business. I was making money. And uh, one of my mentors there, he had this big event at his home. He's got this 30,000 square foot home in Dallas. And he's doing this award ceremony. And he calls my name to okay. come up. And he brings me up on stage at his house. There's 300 people there. And he said, look at you making all this money. And I'm thinking, man, I'm the man. He knows why. <laughs> like, this is incredible. Then, then he says this, Ross. He says, I've seen a thousand people just like you. You probably won't be here next year. And he's wow. back down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my, I That's was, going one or two ways for you, right? Oh That's going but see, Ross, he was a master at understanding the motivational types of people. And he knew, right, yeah, exactly. He pissed me off and I'd leave, or he'd piss me off and I'd get big. And that's right. For years, Ross, after I started making good money, like really good money, mm -hmm. living, having a lot of freedom, I would think about that. I yeah. would think about that. I say, there's no way that man's gonna be right. Literally, it was like it, it was uh, almost an obsession to prove him wrong. Can I tell you just on that? There was a um, so I dropped out of high school three different times. I was just so bad at school. And there was this teacher, she said to me, She said, Ross, you are gonna end up poor, you are gonna have you know nothing in your life. Literally, just, just sat me down. And so a teacher told me this, and it echoes in my head. So all the time, you know, I, I told my wife, I go, I just want to send her like congratulation cakes, I want to send her like stuff in the mail to say you were wrong but there's times when i don't want to go that extra hour and i hear her in the back of my head and i go no no no, no. i can't i got to go forward you know yeah that's it the, the respect and recognition of your peers and your mentors yeah right, will keep you working long after materially you're full mm, right okay it's like that that adage right work until you don't have to introduce yourself
Mm. That sort of was my mentality. The third level of, of motivation, and this is a level very few people play at, but this is your level of like your Elon Musk, your guys sort of like this. I mean, they're, they, I, I heard the other day, I saw this little uh, thing one of my buddies put out that if you made $250,000 every day mm-hmm. for the last 2,000 years, you still wouldn't have as much money as Elon Musk. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh. You have 250 uh, racks a day. That's a lot. A week for 2,000 years and you're still, uh, you're still not corporate. But how do these guys who have everything, who've accomplished everything, they're at the top of their game, how do they keep playing? Level three, okay, is legacy. What mm. is my life going to mean after I'm gone? Wow. And I heard... Uh, a saying once that I've always thought that, that everybody dies two deaths and and I, I think that it's a metaphor right I, that's clearly not true but but the metaphor was everybody dies two deaths one is when you actually die and the second is the last time somebody ever says your name mm, right? that's, good. Now, that's powerful and one of my mantras is is let our names last for a thousand years right let our names last for a thousand years what are you doing that's going to be here after you're gone. How are you going to leave the world a better place? Who's going to know you were here? For most people, Ross, they couldn't tell you the name of their great, great grandparents. Mm, that's true. They couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you much about them. They, they were nice people, apparently. They yeah. were long enough to find a mate to, to probe. Bring us here. Yeah. I mean, they were probably wonderful. But other than that, we don't know much about them. And the reason we don't know much about them is they didn't leave anything that outlasted their life. And I think that the deepest level of motivation is when people are really, really clear on what they're working for that's supposed to outlive them. Wow. And most people aren't there, right? They're trying to figure out how do I pay my bills next month? And that is the very, very bottom level of that first tier of motivation. Mm. You wanna, if you want to be able to have it all, right, and still stay hungry, it's that thing that you're man you know so much irony to the fact that you're bringing up these principles and my wife and i've been talking about this lately as well you know our shift has been okay all right we know our life is going to be great we know we're going to always work for but what does it look for our grandkids and our kids kids right and 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 essentially that's what you're you're tackling because you're right what else is next after you have everything right i mean you know other than the recognition and legacy you know we can we can buy more mounds of dirt but what's going to happen when we're gone with it, right? No. And uh, I love that focus to be able, and ultimately what I'm hearing is is creating a paradigm, right? And a paradigm is a mindset and a shift, right? In which we operate on a certain frequency and being able to put ourselves in positions to where, you know, you brought up a great point, even with the 80,000 analogy, you know, um, that is mind blowing. The fact that, you know, people, if they make 80 grand, if they make them, if they're up to a million, they're going to fiddle their way back down to 80. And the reason why I believe you when you say that is because there are characteristics, even in my own practices and, you know, my guy that I'm training right now that I see uh, that you go back on what you know, rather than what's uncomfortable in the future. Right. And uh, so that's back to who you are. That's it. Yeah, you always go back to who you are, no matter what. You get some momentum. You start mm-hmm. playing at a level bigger than you've ever played. What does almost everybody do? Oh, I've earned a break. I take a vacation. And what do they do? They call time out on themselves. That's it. Yep. And they yep. go right back to where they've always been. Wow. Yeah, if we want to, listen, internal change is mm-hmm. always going to precede lasting external change. Mm. Most people, they want to change something they're doing to change what they're getting. 
You'll never change what you get until you change who you are because who you are has created what you have. That's awesome, man. Come on. We got to level up. We got to go to go to the next place in our thinking and our belief systems. And the byproduct of that is monster action and killer results. Love it. And you said it on and, and page 99 of your book. I took this a little stamp. You said life isn't going to give you what you want or what you would love to have. In the end, it's going to give you what you accept. And that's what you're saying. You have to accept this level of whatever's going to happen in your life. So let me ask you the last question before we wrap up this session. And by the way, man, tons of power packed information in this. I know this is going to change somebody's life and uh, I can't wait to hear the feedback on this. So tell me this, if you're an entrepreneur or even business person, I don't care if stay at home mother, whatever you're doing in your life right now, I'm watching people kind of fall by the wayside all over the internet right now. It seems as if they're like in the storm cloud. They can't get their stuff out. You got COVID, the shutdowns, all this other stuff. Some people are struggling with their businesses. The overall mindset, it seems to be, you know, in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at social and I'm going, man, what could someone do to get themselves out of that funk right now that they're in, right? So they're in a funk with their business. They're, they're feeling like they're up against the obstacles and everything. What would you tell somebody? Hey, man, this is what you can do. I'll create a, a simple action step to get them into the right direction. I would tell you two things, right? Okay. So okay. You to, yeah, you need to take massive action. You can't tippy toe your way out of the mud. Okay. okay. You, you yeah. to take massive action and you say, well, what do I do? You do whatever you can with what you have, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you just, you, what, when I was stuck and there were many, many times that I was stuck along the way, what I did is I did what I knew to do, but wasn't doing. Okay. Wow. All yeah. of us, we want, we want to know, we want a tip. Oh, I can't wait for this tip because I'm stuck. Right, he's going to tell me something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And some of these people just got real pissed off, right? They're like, All right, <laughs> you just tell me to do what I should be doing, but I'm not doing because I'm waiting for the tip that's going to change my life instead of just changing my life, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need to know more about what to do. We need to do more with what we know. Mm -hmm. so that's good. Is just take massive action, massive action, not double or triple what you're used to. I mean, nice. fight for your dadgum life, number one. Okay. Right. Number two thing that I would tell you is change your perspective because inside of every obstacle is an opportunity. Okay. Right. And so most people understand this, that if all you see is the obstacle, you've taken your eye off of the dream. Okay. Right. Because we all get obstacles along the way. It might be shutdowns, it might be your business models under attack from some of you know, the things that are going on out there. It just might be the lockdowns or whatever, but you got to shift your perspective. Okay, great. I'm not enjoying this. This sucks. Where am I? There's probably a lot of other people like that. Maybe I can start something from home to help people, uh, you know, find something to look forward to, right? Maybe, you know, get them in a mindset group, something. You yeah. find the opportunity inside of that obstacle because there's two sides of that always, right? That's right. So, so what I found is in times of trouble, when everybody's running for the doors, right? You got to be looking for the opportunity around you and figure out how to meet people's need in that space. And just like in 2008, 2009, 2010, when we had the last sort of big shutdown in the world in terms of the economy, I mean, Cash App, Venmo, Airbnb, Uber, like all these companies, mm. they were birthed out of that. That's massive. That's good. That's a good point. There are some of the biggest multinational corporations today. And there are people watching this right now that are going to stop feeling sorry for themselves. No offense. Yeah. Not feeling sorry for themselves. Start looking for some solutions that are 10 years from now, Ross, 
Mm -hmm. They're going to be worldwide names. Wow. Because they found an opportunity amidst the obstacle. And when wow. everybody else saw the challenges, they saw they saw the opening and they took action, mm -hmm. massive action in that direction. Start with, it, man. with what you have and be excellent in the little things. And your gifts will make room for you. The doors will open. Heck yeah. Thanks so much, Ian. That's a solid answer. Um, and I got to tell you, man, thank you again, you know, for coming on and uh, pouring your heart out. You know, I know your time is so valuable and I want to appreciate, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much, man. And, uh, you know, lastly though, where can people find you at? You know, I know you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on, um, I've been seeing a lot of you on, what's that new one? The, the social uh, club, clubhouse. 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 Yes. Yeah. Let people know how to get uh, in contact with yeah, you. Yeah. So you can, um, you can, Get in contact with me on Instagram at Ian Pruckner. You can find me on Facebook, the same thing. Clubhouse is the same thing. Um, and then if it's okay, Ross, I'd love to. Yeah. I know we talked a lot about mindset and sure. belief systems. Um, if it's all right, if you um, if you are interested, if you're watching this, you're like, I need to upgrade my thinking, right? Because I'm tired of my, my current results. I need to take my life to the next level. I recorded a nine-hour masterclass on okay. how do you change your thinking? All right, I know I need to change my thinking and my beliefs. How do I do it? What exactly do I do? It's a nine hour on-demand online workshop, 80 page workbook, 50 exercises. You go through that thing, you can change anything, okay? Wow. So I'd like to give all the people watching this a free lesson from that. If you think that, wow. that you can just DM me on Instagram, DM me the word masterclass, just shoot it, uh, shoot it there to me on Instagram, and I will send you one out. And I hope and pray that it helps you in the way that it has helped me, uh, because my life wasn't always how it looked today, right? And I'm the poster child, Ross, of of what changing your thinking and your belief systems can do for changing the outcome of your life. I really am, and so I'd love to pay that forward. That's awesome. Totally on me. Yeah, just send me masterclass, my DM on Instagram, and I'll send you out a free lesson from that. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put all that in the description as well. So people have full access to it. So thank you again, Ian. And man, we hope you have an awesome uh, day today and uh, continue crushing it, man. Love watching your success and everything that you're doing. Uh, you're definitely building a legacy for your family and uh, many more. So keep up the good work. All right. I appreciate you. Keep crushing it. It's been an honor. Thanks. Everyone. You, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Ian, take care. Bye now.